video, we're going to look at the ideas of ambition and fate within Macbeth's character. So we can see Macbeth as ambitious but torn. Macbeth meets the three witches while returning from the battle. They greet him as Thane of Glams, which he is, Thane of Cordal, which the audience knows he is but Macbeth does not, and they also tell him that he shall be king. When he finds out that he is in fact Thane of Cordal, as the witches have told him, his mind leaps to the possibility of becoming king, which we can see in the quotation, two truths are told as happy prologues to the swelling act of the imperial theme. That's from Act 1, Scene 3. But he's immediately not sure if what he's been told is for the best. It's good because he is now Thane of Cordor, but if it was truly good, he wouldn't feel so unsettled, as we can see in the quotation. If good, why do I yield to that suggestion, whose horrid image doth unfix my hair and make my seated heart knock at my ribs against the use of nature? So his mind jumps to the death of King Duncan, as this is the only way that Macbeth can become king. The imagery of terror that Shakespeare uses, like Macbeth's hair standing on end and his heart thumping, suggests that Macbeth is already thinking about murder. This shows how quickly the possibility of power has moved him from a loyal subject to the worst kind of traitor. This is also, also the start of Macbeth having torn thoughts. So let's try and complete these quotes that show Macbeth's response to the witch's prophecies. So we have, if good, why do I yield to that suggestion? Whose horrid, whose horrid image doth unfix my hair and make my seated heart knock at my ribs against the use of nature. Whose horrid image doth unfix my hair and make my seated heart knock at my ribs. What does this imagery of terror suggest in this quote? It suggests that Macbeth is already thinking about murdering Duncan. So let's look at fate and Macbeth's ambition. As Macbeth becomes more ambitious, ambitious, his acceptance of fate changes. So towards the beginning of the play, Macbeth decides that if fate has said he will be king, then that will happen without him interfering. So he says, if chance will have me king, why then chance may crown me without my stir. However, as the play progresses, we can see Macbeth actively attempting to change the fate so that he can keep his power. He kills Banquo in an attempt to avoid Banquo's sons taking the throne, as the witches have prophesied, and he kills Lady Macduff and her son in an attempt to remove any competition from the Macduff family. So what does the following quotation show Macbeth has decided? If chance will have me king, why then chance may, may crown me without my stir. This shows that he won't interfere with fate in order to become king. So let's look at the connections between Macbeth and fate. So at the beginning of the play, we have the connection between him deciding that if fate has said he will be king, then that will happen without him interfering. So he says, if chance will have me king, why then chance may crown me without my stir. But then later on in the play, he attempts to change the fate so that he can keep his power by killing Lady Macduff and her son and killing Banquo in an attempt to avoid Banquo's sons taking the throne. So let's go back to the imagery of terror. When Macbeth finds out that he is staying of Cordor, his mind leaps to the possibility of becoming king. Shakespeare uses imagery of terror to show that Macbeth is already thinking about murder. For example, whose horrid image doth unfix my hair and make my seated heart knock at my ribs. So let's try and think about who Macbeth kills in an attempt to keep his power. We know he kills Banquo to stop Banquo's sons from taking over the throne. He kills Macduff's son and he also kills Lady Macduff. So Macbeth meets three witches while returning from the battle. They'll get him first of all as the Thane of Glams, 
which he is, then Thane of Cawdor, which the audience knows he is, but Macbeth does not. And finally, they tell him that she'll, he shall inherit the crown of king. So what does Macbeth do to try and change fate to keep his power? First of all, he murders Banquo, and second of all, he murders Lady Macduff and her son. And that's all you need to know about ambition and fate in Macbeth. If you found this episode useful and want to learn two times faster for free, head over to SenecaLearning.com or click the link in the bio to revise all your exam subjects for free.